Good evening, everyone. Welcome. Any questions tonight? Welcome. Nice to see you again, both of you. Just passing through? Yes. Um, I was wondering if Ramananda Roy, um, if it would be appropriate to describe him as an Avadut, like Nityananda. Like Nityananda? Just like uh, Nityananda is usually referred to as an Avadut. I've never heard the same for Ramananda. But... Mm-hmm. Roy Ramananda Kijai. Nityananda Avadut Kijai. Well, Ramananda Roy was a special uh, person in, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, uh, to be sure. Um, he was someone that was, in a sense, unconventional, mm-hmm. but uh, in a different way than Nityananda Prabhu was unconventional. He was someone who, for example, was uh, very difficult for the learned and uh, what it could be left brain <laughs> um, logical uh, to understand prior to his having been influenced by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when Chaitanya Dev uh, ventured south but the charger Sarvabhoma uh, pulled him aside for a moment and said, when you go, hmm, there's somebody that you should meet down there. I could never understand him before. He was kind of like weird. Uh, basically what, what he was saying. But now that I've had your association, I know that the, the two of you will be a good fit for one another. Mahabharu in his natural humility and observing the principle that we were discussing the other night of um, for the the notion that that uh, Hinduism uh, fosters very much a worshipful attitude uh, that uh, gives rise to all kinds of gurus father older brother mother is a type of a guru and Guru Ma, and the Kukula Guru, this Guru, that Guru. We were discussing this in relation to the question about Sadguru. Um, and Krishna emphasizes uh, in Bhagavatam that even the Kula Guru should be seen as an, an, a, 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 his very self, uh, should be regarded such. Uh, in general, as an aside, I think this is the kind of environment and atmosphere um, you want to create. Uh, there will be different grades of gurus, and as we didn't discuss, within the category of sadguru, in as much as sadguru refers to those that are teaching about that which is sad, which is eternal, rather than teaching about a military art, in the case of uh, dronacharya, or um, um, uh, teaching about worldliness within within Varnashram, Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha, Guru presiding over the uh, various uh, stages of life, the corresponding religious samskars and so forth. We, we talked about the difference between that and teaching about that which is eternal. And within that, about teaching about about Bhakti Rasa, we didn't, what we didn't point out is that, uh, or get to, is that within that there are also gradations. So, so when we say maybe teaching about something is sought, but is he sought? Hmm. Right? Uh, but that's the attitude that I prefaced my explanation the other night, um, that is, is pervasive in the, uh, the culture out of which our texts and uh, teachers come <clears throat> over the centuries. This worshipful Culture is one that uh, that that doesn't really necessarily 
or for the most part, ask that question. In other words, um, there may be different grades of teachers in terms of their realization and their knowledge, even about subjects that are eternal, like the Atma or beyond that, Bhakti Ananda, the Atma, the the Ananda of the Self and the Ananda of the Self in relation to Bhakti, which far exceeds Atmananda, as we know from the example of Sukadev, um, such a central example there in Bhagavatam. Um, So, uh, while there may be a gradation there, uh, the reason that uh, persons are associated with a gradation of teachers within in terms of realization and knowledge within the subject of, say, Bhakti Rasa, is because of the level of their own understanding that's being met by a certain measure of teaching and example that inspires them. Hmm? You understand? Well, you may be on a different level and require inspiration from another level. Another person is getting nourished on that level, and so... A relationship has been forged, and so basically it should just be honored. Um, and if something certainly goes awry, as it may in some circumstances, then then people learn from them, should learn from their mistakes. Come forward if they ask you something, for example, a certain a guru turns out to be less knowledgeable, or the fountain kind of of his or her inspiration goes dry, then let the student come forward and, and seek water, hmm? as he or she should, <laughs> wherever it may, may may flow, and even respect the, the level in which you were able to drink there previously and be nourished and so forth. I mean, this is a kind of attitude, rather than militantly, you know, going around and critiquing, my guru is better, this is the only real guru, other gurus are bad, or they're only trying to make your own so-called objective determination and put it out there for everybody else uh, to uh, to um, subscri- subscribe to uh, or else <laughs> kind of this is very much a, a mood a spirit and it creates an atmosphere that's that's the antithesis of the one that I the, of the culture that uh, the concept of guru comes out of <clears throat> Um, so, just an, an aside there, um, but to give an example of, again of that worshipful um, uh, environment, uh, grateful gratitude is kind of like the beginning of love. Um, we see in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that he accepted Sarvamabhattacharya as a Siksha Guru, while um, his, his, his brother-in-law, Gopinath, had reason to take exception to Sarvabhamas wanting to educate Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because he knew Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Bhagwan <laughs> and Bhattacharya didn't. Mahaprabhu resisted that and said, no, he's older, he wants to teach me. And so I can certainly learn from him something. And of course he ended up converting Sarvabhama more or less by his silence. He created a teachable moment and then when that moment was created, then of course he gave a wealth of Knowledge explaining the, uh, the Bhagavad, Bhagavad verse in particular, verse about Sukadeva, in particular, Atmarama, Shloka of Bhagavatam, in ways that made Sarvabhama's head spin, and he was the the Vedantist of the time, and as much as he taught young sannyasis Vedanta, he is known, and I believe his name is in Encyclopedia Britannica, as the most learned logician in all of uh, India. Uh, in the school of the Navanyaya, which was popular at the time, sober guy. Um, and, and as I say, he couldn't understand the sentimentality, if you will, of um, Ramananda Roy. Um, um, and when he was converted and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was departing to the south, he told him, when you go south, as I said earlier, got to meet this guy, Ramananda. You and he have something in common. Now I can understand that. Now I have respect for him. And of course, this is the instruction of his Siksha Guru, who's much lower than him. He's Bhagavan himself. He's Krishna and his Acharya Leela, teaching by his example. 
but his words rang very true. In other words, the, the whole trip to South India hmm, was all about meeting Ramananda Roy, because the conversation between Roy Ramananda and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that's like the Bhagavad Gita is to the Mahabharata, within Chaitanya Charitamrita. What the Gita is to the Mahabharata, Ramananda Sambhad, the conversation between Roy Ramananda and Chaitanya Dev, is to Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm. And really there is, in a, in a general sense, in a broad sense, in a generic sense, in the, in the, the, the teaching, the essential teaching that comes out, that, uh, but also in a, in a more literal sense, in that Mahaprabhu Chaitanya Dev saw Ramananda Roy as, uh, as, uh, as Arjun, uh, the Pandavas, and the roles were reversed, in, in this case, where uh, Ramananda was the teacher, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the asker. It's almost as if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as Krishna, spoke the Gita to Arjun, and then in the next leader said, well, let's see what he knew, um, and asked him questions. And, and Arjuna and his Ramananda Roy really understood the Bhagavad Gita as far reach as, as it goes to in a very kind of a covert way, in a, in a, in a, in a contained way. It's pointing to Shanti Cha, Ramananda Cha, to these the ideal of, of, of Rag Bhakti, Samanda Rupa, uh, Kam Rupa Bhakti. Hmm? Uh, and he just comes out with that in full, he goes through a little bit of the, the gradation, Barnashram, you know, Gyan Mishra Bhakti, Karma, Karma Mishra Bhakti, Gyan Mishra Bhakti, um, uh, Bhakti, Dasya Sakya Bhattali, and so forth. Um, reaching the high uh, point, and the whole context is, what is the goal of life, the sadhya, and what is the way to attain it, the sadhana? This is the question we should ask any teacher. Well, what is your goal that you're teaching, and what is the way to attain it? Sadhisadana. Hmm? So this is then the very essential part of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, what to speak of it being the central part, the whole, really the whole uh, purpose for him going south. I mean, he gave a purpose, Chaitanya Dev, there was other, that allowed uh, his associates to give in, so to speak, from the resistance that they put forth out of love, hmm? resistance to his leaving Jagannath Puri and going south. Hmm? You want to go, you're a sannyasi, so you want to go and preach. And they had reasons to, to come back at him, hmm? even though they were a little cautious because he's in his sannyas leela, so he's showing Aishwarya in Puri of, at this point, of, of anyway, of a sannyasi and of knowledge, Later of ecstasy that would distance himself from his associates, um, but still, you know, they knew him. He's Nimai Pandit. You know, <laughs> he's a big sannyasi, but we knew him when he was a baby. You know, uh, so and they loved him. They didn't want him to go south, so they they resisted as much as they could, and um, finally he offered up reasoning. That they could not argue with. The reasoning was, well, well, my brother's there. I've got to find my brother. Well, that's true. That you've got to do. Uh, in other words, they're seeing through his sannyas. To, you know, you're just one of us. You're a family guy. You're from Navadweep, like us. We are. We, we should all stick together. This is bhakti, right? Bhakti is not about vairagya unless we translate vairagya to mean vai, special rag, a special kind of rag. Hmm? A special kind of attachment that brings about material detachment as a side effect without thinking about it. Hmm? Hmm. Um, in bhakti, in in, in gyan, of course, it, it, we we had one advances by bhairagya in the ordinary sense of the term by detachment, the corollary of which is knowledge. In other words, if I have knowledge, then I know that. Um, enduring and happy life is not going to be found in relation to things that don't endure. That's the basic knowledge, so let them go. Hmm? And while, while by such vairagya is then the method in the Marg, in bhakti the method for advancing is just the opposite. It's not about giving up, it's about sangha. Not about vairagya, but sangha. Sangha means coming together. Hmm? 
in, in bhakti, not only can you have friends, it's recommended, <laughs> it's, it's, it's mandated, you should have friends, in other words, you should have sadhusanga, you should have loving exchange with, with other devotees, and, and this way you grow your bhakti. Bhakti itself comes out of sadhusanga. It's the, this is the janma, the, the, the birth of bhakti. It's not something we have as an inherent right. We have, as tatasta, the capacity to imbibe the bhakti environment and become a spiritual person, if you will, just as we have the capacity to associate with the material environment and develop a material personality. The difference, of course, is one, the latter is a subject and an objective reality trying to mix, which doesn't work, and the latter is two subjective, Swarup Shakti, Tatasta Shakti, they're both chit, so they can, they can have some mm-hmm. um, uh, they can, it's a better fit, let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. So, so then it's a spiritual personality, which is, which is uh, fulfilling, right? And who, who has a will, desires, but all of which, under the influence of the Shrup Shakti, is only moving for the pleasure of Krishna. Hmm? So there's variety, there's variety of desires there, even. Every gopi, every coward boy, they have different desires, like we, but they're all for the pleasure of, of Krishna, in the nature of the Leela. Hmm? Anyway, it's a big subject, but... Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu put forward this idea, well, I've got to find my brother because his brother took sannyas. Uh, I think it was like 1509 in the in the in the Western uh, calendar, which would have made uh, Nimai Pandit uh, 23 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. That 1509, he didn't take sannyas at 59, but he passed from the world at 1509 in South India. Mm-hmm. He was only a few years older than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But the fact that he had passed from the world was apparently unknown to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he gave it as a reason for going south, hmm? to find, to retru- connect with his brother. So they were all appealing to him to stay based on really kind of the fraternity that arises out of a the environment in Navadvip, where the, these associates are all coming from, from Rathayatra, that's without Aishvarya, there's no distance, it's like a family. The Braj is Leela, and Nadia is, is not different from the Braj Leela. Um, even while it's different, it's not different, it's the same Leela, playing itself out more fully. You can't, the Krishna Leela is not complete unto itself. And it is, but it includes Gaur Leela. It facilitates what the Braj Leela unto itself, if it could be, is is, is limited in, in being able to do. So, another big subject there, but it's a family. Hmm? It's, a, it's a Sangha. Everybody's attached to one another. It's very provincial in its perspective, and so forth. Uh, Gyan is a very foreign idea there, even though that it's Bhakti's highest knowledge. So uh, very sweet, very charming, and they're kind of appealing to him really to stay based on 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 such. And so when he says, "Well, I've got to get my brother," then they they can't really refuse. Well, yeah, that's true. You got to get your brother, <laughs> and to bring him back here, you know. And of course, then he goes. He finds the chunk Chunkarananda, which was his sannyas name, had passed at Pandrapur, I believe, and so forth. But that said, the real reason, hmm, if you will, the overriding reason. He went to South India it was to meet with Ramananda Roy. This makes the whole of Chaitanya Charitamrita complete. Hmm? Um, there, the, the essence is is there. It's the Bhagavad Gita of of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, like the Bhagavad Gita is the heart of the uh, Mahabharata, right? So, so my point being that, but the charge of advice. I think you should meet with this guy. It's like perfect advice coming from the Guru, right? And this is where you can find him, and so forth. Hmm. So, uh, when we have a worshipful attitude, then, uh, then it, it fosters, 
the manifestation of knowledge and bhakti, even through mediums that may not know that it's passing through them. Therefore, the famous Vyasa Veti, Naveti, Bhav. Vyasa may know the meaning of uh, Bhagavatam, he may not. Hmm? Uh, S- uh, Sukadev knows, Vyasa may know, he may not, Nashiba knows. Uh, there's a couple of nice verses like this. Um, uh, point being, and Pujapachitamars used to like to use this verse in this way. There's two verses like this. One verse, the confirmation from mm, Mahadev in Banares as to the uh, authenticity, if you will, of the commentary of Sridhar Swami, which in the capital of Mayavad and so forth was thought to be kind of weird. His commentary was placed before the deity of Shiva for his opinion, and this verse came out. This one, Shiva, Shiva knows. Prikshit may know, he may not know. It's a little different. Shiva knows. And Sridhar Swami knows, by the grace of Nishingadev, who was his Ishtadevata. That's why Jiva Goswami worshipped Nishingadev, his deities there, and now in Jaipur. And see what knowledge of inside about Bhagavatam he is able to draw from him. Parabhashta, manifestation of Krishna, Nishinga, like Ram, different, different than the avatars coming from Narayan in Rupa Goswami's uh, um, explanation, for example, Lagu Bhagavatamrita, all about Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam and Nishinga, a special manifestation of Krishna, who was the deity of Prahlad, Krishna, repeatedly Govinda Krishna throughout the Bhagavatam's Chapters, ten of them about Nishingadev and the Prahlad Charit, the character of Prahlad. It's pointed, he's a deity, of, his deity was Krishna, his deity was Krishna, his deity was Krishna. Krishna appeared as, well, in a form suitable for the circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. That never seen him before. Even Lakshmi had not seen him before. Huh? The gods didn't know what to do. So, Mahabharata, this way, to have a worshipful attitude, and indeed some very insightful wisdom came out of Sarvabhoma about the charge, even though we may think from another point of view, who is Chaitanya Mahabharata to teach Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? <laughs> right? So better to have a worshipful attitude in general, respect all the Vaishnavas, encourage those, and where they are getting the teaching, you may have some differences and uh, opinions, and insights, but uh, faith is not our door mat, really. It is, it, it is uh, to be held uh, worshipful, worshipfully, worshipable, worshipable above our head, not something to wipe our, our, our feet on. Keep an environment of uh, faith, and of course you share the knowledge appropriately where there is a receptive ear and so forth, and be attractive by way of your example. This is how Mahaprabhu taught to teach. At any rate, he went to South India, and there he met the great Roy Ramananda. But the greatness of Roy Ramananda is also brought out in his knowledge of the scriptures. He was very knowledgeable. He was a literate uh, uh, person, one of the many uh, associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who were um, authors, poets, uh, learned in the arts, and so forth. So he was a very sophisticated, cultured man. Hmm? Uh, Nityananda Avadut, by contrast, was seemed to be uncultured and out of step with society, uh, appearing, for example, in social occasions, uh, at times, naked, unaware almost of, as if he, wa- if he was. And famous uh, story of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taking his kopan and 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 um, taking a piece of the kopan, was it of Nityananda Prabhu and telling people wear this around your your neck and you'll be free from lust. A way of saying he may you may think this guy is like out of control, <laughs> but if you were wear a piece of his kopan around your wrist, you will become free from um material attraction he was a, oblivious to external conditions and but nonetheless acted in ways in the cultured society that were um un 
unbecoming and bizarre. Uh, and so he's an Abadut in that sense, and, and that's more the way in which the term is used. Um, Abaduta, it also means uh, like um, who mixes with the lower section, uh, but is not affected by it, but he really, really affects the lower section. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself was a, was a more, much more sophisticated and refined person, hmm? if you will, ostensibly, than Nityananda Prabhu, uh, who would, who, I mean, he's Daoji. I mean, he's, you know, it's, it's interesting because Balaram, of course, is the Mariyata Purusha in the life of Krishna. So he is, under the influence of, of Yashoda Ma, he's making sure Krishna is behaving properly. Hmm? We see examples in later in Bhagavatam, outside of the Braj Lila, where he, he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't agree with how the way Krishna dealt with Jarasandha, you know, the little underhandedness there, and and some of the things in Mahabharat. He, he was in the, in the war; he wasn't going to take part in it. He went travel south. Uh, he gave his advice and well, whatever, uh, this kind of thing. Um, and of course, as I say, he's implored on a daily basis by Yashoda to watch out for him, make sure he doesn't. He reported him, Krishna dirt. Hmm? Krishna, what kind of friend are you? You're going to tell on me, hmm, right? Uh, so, <laughs> this is this is this is uh, the, the the person of 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 of, uh, um, of Balaram. At the same time, hmm, he's prone to bong and wine, hmm? and in his own. Separate lila. This is, these are not lilas that are very uh, prominent in terms of how the Gaudiya people look at Balaram, because they look at the rag side of Balaram hmm, more than at the Mariyata side. Even in the Mariyata side, uh, in another sense, I'm using the term, Balaram married so many gopis. Hmm, ultimately, after returning to bring a message to Vrindavan and pacify the people from from Dwarka. He married so many other gopis, gopis that had a crush on him since the time of Holi, early on in their uh, in, in their uh, Braj, Lila. Um, he, he married them, but his relationship with them is Mariada. It's not Parakya. It's a Mariada Lila, and by contrast, he's the friend of Krishna. This is the Ragli love of Balaram. Hmm? This is the more full picture of Balaram. The more full picture of Balaram is not his relationship with some gopis. They are an afterthought. He is like the hero in the Leela, in the drama, who's the best friend of the, of the, the, um, leading, leading actor. And then there's the leading actress, and he's got his own wife, but nobody knows her name. Hmm. And where they see him, the Godias see him in this. He's a friend of Krishna. That's who he is. There's some Mariana in that he, the way he tries to instruct Krishna and be, make him behave. That's another thing. But the Mariana, Leela, per se, of Balaram. This is a separate thing. He only, and of course, to emphasize the point, he only married those gopis at the request of Krishna and at the insistence of Radharani. Krishna said, and when you go to bring a message, you know there's those gopis there that fell in love with you a long time back. You should, you know, do the right thing. You know? <laughs> uh, but it's not like Balaram was like pining to go back to meet the gopis. Right? Hmm? He was really going back because he was upset with Krishna for not going back because he knew that uh, all of Krishna's gopis would be upset and Krishna's friends and his parents and, and so forth. Hmm? And he's in the mood of them. Hmm? You should come back so we can be with you in Braj. Hmm? This is the idea. Then he went on when he went back and, and then he counseled Radha and the gopis and so forth and very much represented Krishna in 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 a way through delivering the messages and so forth, hmm. they found Krishna in, within him in a representational sense. Hmm. Radharani was very 
pleased and, 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 and pacified by the promise of Balaram that he is coming back. Uddhava promised a while ago and he never showed up. Hmm. But after all, Uddhava was not from the Braj, so, you know, we can't trust him anyway. But Balaram, he's one of us, so he promised that we're satisfied. But one other thing Radharani said, there are these gopis, you know, they've had a crush on you all this time. You should marry them. He said, well, if Nanda Maharaj, you know, say, Nanda Maharaj, yes, yes. So it's not like, same, my point is, Balaram's relationship with the gopis has, has Krishna. There's some parallels, but there's quite a difference. He's mainly the friend of Krishna. Hmm? He's the, uh, he's, uh, he's the uh, personification of Sakiras. He actually presides over um, Hasya Rasa, which amongst the Rasas is the best friend of Sakiras. Hmm. Uh, you get that right. Amongst friends, and there's joking, and <laughs> this is the this is the best part of the friendship to crack jokes with your friends. So, so uh, anyway, this is this is this is Balaram, <clears throat> and while he has his lila with the gopis, and there's some people in other groups, not the Gaudi groups, who worship him in terms of that, and holy is a big thing for them. That, and uh, they celebrated for weeks on and uh, worshipping uh, Balaram and, and Revati. And that's, of course, the Dwarka associate. Um, uh, but uh, there, in that Leela, his, it's a Mariata Leela, but he also acts he, like he, you know, he takes a bong, he, 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 he they eat it, you know, on certain occasions. Uh, and that, and he's, he's, Drinking the Varuni and so forth—that's so. That's a peculiar uh, uh, combination. But when he comes to Nityananda Prabhu, this kind of—it's kind of abadutish. This kind of behavior kind of shows up in a way. I mean, he was never Malaram would never Nityananda never drink anything or smoke anything, anything like that. He was very uh, militant against that. But but he had wild behavior otherwise, and so. Um, Uncharacteristic. Therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had to repeatedly point out to his associates the exalted position of Vitanya Mahaprabhu because at first appearance they might have thought, well, he's not a very cultured person. Hmm. Goodness. Hmm. Uh, he's a little embarrassing, in fact, uh, something like that. At first, of course, he had a huge following, the biggest following of any of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates, and the most magnanimous, full of welfare, and material welfare, along with spiritual welfare, hmm, was their, their emphasis in Bengal. They, they did everything. They preached everywhere. Nityananda and his associates, they, they delivered Bengal for Mahaprabhu, his hometown, hmm, and gave him, and Nityananda, of course, gave him to the world. Before any Goswami's books were written, he said, so he, he came out with it with full full force. Um, but he is very different than Ramananda Roy. Ramananda Roy is a very sophisticated, high class person. In fact, um, where he was staying at Godavari when Mahabru met him, Mahabru came across him. Where he was being carried on a pa- carried on a palanquin hmm, to the to take bath, hmm, and surrounded by Brahmins who were praising me. He's not a Brahmin, but but uh, he was in the Kayasta class, who in some ways got elevated. It's a big Varnashram story to a quasi Brahminical status, something like that. But he was a very sophisticated, educated man. I mean, he wrote Jagannath Balabhanataka, for example. This drama, so he was a Sanskritist literary man, very you know, refined uh, knower and participant in the arts. Therefore, he was teaching uh, the uh, the the uh, David Nasis who belonged to Lord Jagannath hmm, how to dance for Jagannath hmm, in the in the temple and so forth. He knew the art, and so, so this is very kind of a different. Uh, personality than Nityanandapu. I mean, he did, maybe that's what you're thinking of, he was able to massage 
the bodies of the Devadasis and uh, and be completely Krishna conscious at the same time. So I think it was what Pradyumna Brahmachari was asking Chaitanya Mahaprabhu about Krishna consciousness. He said, go to Ramananda to talk to him. He went to see him and he was massaging the bodies of these girls after they had been dancing. And then he went back to Mahaprabhu and said, oh, is that, was that Ramananda you wanted me to see? <laughs> Uh, and uh, Mahaprabhu praised him for what he was doing and said, he can do, I cannot do, but he can do. Uh, so that way he was very like otherworldly and unconventional, but different than Nityananda rule. He knew how to otherwise behave in social circles. This wasn't a social circle, this was a private thing, and he was doing this for the deity and so forth. And he, he was in in the, in, in Gopi Bhav. Um, and it was expressing itself in in, in an extraordinary way um, in the in the in the, uh, in the present hmm? in Jagannath Puri. So um, they're different. They're they're, they're very different. Um, when Mahaprabhu introduced him to Rupa Goswami, Ramananda was asking him questions about his dramas. What what is this verse? This verse should be there. Knowing the rules, of poetry of drama and art. This verse should be there. Can I hear that verse? Can we hear the Namaskar verse? Anahar pitacharim jarat kurnayap dinokalo samarupaito munatuldurasam sabhaktisham chaitanamapu is turning red and blushing. What? That's your verse? I didn't see that. You're, about, you're talking about me like that? Hmm? And of course the other devotees, Ramananda, very pleased with Rupa Goswami's writings. So, so he, a very cultured man, not like but very otherworldly, so far that Bhattacharya Sarvabhoma, who was a sannyasi, not a sannyasi, but a teacher of Vedanta, and uh, not, that means to say, moved by the world of material emotions, not swayed by that at all. Hmm? Very spiritually well-reasoned person, a person whose intellect was very spiritually fortified, hmm? He could not understand the emotional life and reality of Ramananda Roy. Like Prakashananda and Banaris couldn't understand the emotional uh, character and uh, expressions of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Puri, singing, dancing, you know, this is like worldly. So he, so in this sense, Sarvabhoma was otherworldly. He was beyond the material emotion. But Ramananda Roy was beyond that, right? Being being a rasika. I mean, Prakashananda used the word when he criticized Mahaprabhu. He's a babuka. It means he's an emotional person. He's supposed to be a sannyasi. Of course... We would be quick if we had the opportunity to refer him to the Bhagavatam. Nigama Kaupadaro Galitam Palam Shukumukadamata Drabasam Bitam Bipata Bhagavatam Rasamalayam Muraho Rasika Bhuvi Bhavukaha. It's for Bhavukahas. <laughs> it's for these kind of people, emotional, for, for Bhakti Rasa, tasting spiritual emotion. Hmm? Again, the Atman under the joy of the self, this is a very tiny, tiny thing. It's like the relief from suffering. But the, the joy of bhakti, the ladini, that is, a, that is another thing. Hmm? So when we come in touch with bhakti, then we have a prospect for um, spiritual emotion. And Sarvabhoma couldn't understand it, but then getting the Vedanta, you see, that underlies this bhakti, then he could, oh, he could kind of got it, and he was reverential towards that. Uh, therefore he told the king, get Ramnan to come here, pay him double in his salary, let him stay in Jagannath Puri. Hmm? He would have got some, Pratyapurjamaj would have got some counsel like that from Bhattacharya Sarvabhoma, if he couldn't understand it himself. Hmm? Um, so, point being that Ramananda was not like a Vedantist, he was a romanticist. Hmm? Um, you know, you can read the books of Jayadev, Chandidas, Vidyapati, you're not going to get any Vedanta there. Hmm? 
These are uh, like love poem books. So Mahaprabhu could take them and and, and embrace that. But of course he was careful to make sure Rupa Sanat and others and so forth would give the Vedanta that underlies that. Hmm? Give a head to the heart of that that the people may understood it, might understood it, stand it. Mahaprabhu took sannyas for that reason. The people might understand these these things were, were, were these idea, this romanticism within bhakti of Radha and Krishna, this is transcendental. After all, if a sannyasi is meditating on the love affairs of young young couples, uh, how will he keep his vows unless those young couples are are uh, super supernatural? Hmm? Right? This is the case with Radha and Krishna. So, we refer to um, Ramananda Roy as a Navadut. He was perfectly able to well-behaved in the society. He was a minister in the government of the, the strong and powerful Hindu government of Rajputapurta that didn't allow the Muslim um, influence into Jagannath Puri, protected the deity and and provided a sacred space for pilgrims from, from all over India. And Ramananda Roy was highly posted in the government, so he was doing government affairs, he was very much in the world, if you will, but looking at it from a, through a very spiritual lens, which talks, speaks to us about the nature of bhakti. It's not about getting away from the world, it's about being in the world if from a different, from a, with a certain angle of vision. We step back only enough from the world to see it for what it is, and then we know how to enter into it and see it in relation to its source and relate to everything, if you will, in relation to its source. So, therefore, you have so many examples of bhaktas being integrated with the world and doing worldly things like printing books and uh, uh, riding in cars. And this is examples of bhakti siddhanta, which were like shocking the world at the time. He was. He said, "This is what the philosophy actually teaches here. We're going to do it." So, so some difference, but they were both very otherworldly. Hmm. That help? A little bit of a uh, long explanation. But what else? What's the time? Yes. Seven twenty. Yes. Um, at the beginning, uh, you were speaking of uh, sadguru and you know where there's nourishment, or you used the analogy of uh, the well. Uh, in relationship to Uddhava, speaking to Vidura, Uddhava had an unlimited reservoir of transcendental knowledge, but yet he still sent Vidura to Maitreya, who, won, who subjectively looking at it didn't have that deep of a reservoir of transcendental knowledge. But formally was senior, is that the idea? Formerly was senior from age, yes. Right. Could you explain that a little? Well, uh, I think that is a, um, a... There's a comment there to that effect. Um, I think that... Um, well, there may have been a difference uh, between Uddhava, the close friend of Krishna, and Maitreya, uh, I think it was considered by Uddhava that Maitreya was sufficient to, to teach Vidura what he needed to, to learn there. Um, um, and I think he had other... Uh, he, had other he had somewhere else to go. So for him to stay there and teach would have gotten in the way. Wasn't he being sent to Bhadrakashram by, by, by Krishna? So he, he 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 referred to a local person who was senior, for that matter, and capable. Although he may not have been senior in realization, we don't consider Maitreya senior in realization at Uddhava. But I mean, we're talking about Maitreya and Uddhava. <laughs> so, uh, and we're talking about Vidura, you know, who's already. Uh, you might wonder, well, this is well. Why did Vidura even need a teacher? He is our teacher. Yudhisthira uh, said, "Bhavad bidha bhagavatas tirtabhuta svayam tirtiku vanti tirtani svantastena gadabrita." When Madura was thinking of leaving, hmm, the the the, the uh, 
hospitality of the Pandavas to go on pilgrimage, Tirthayatra, Yudhisthira said, well, you know, you don't, why should you go on Tirthayatra? You are a Tirtha. Wherever you go, you carry the Lord in your heart. You are a Tirtha. So there's no reason for you to go. So who does he need to learn anything from? That's, you know, you could look at it like that too. So I think it's somewhat circumstantial relative to the Leela and Uddhava was on his way and Maitre is there. And, and of course, also there's another factor too, just in general. Uh, someone may, may be a more advanced devotee, hmm? uh, but someone else may be more advanced in knowledge in a certain area. Hmm? Um, so, you know, it's kind of hard to know everything about every field, even within uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism. You might have someone who's really good in Vedanta um, and knows the, all the different systems of Vedanta and could really teach you, you know, from the sutras, for example, the difference between Ramanuja and uh, Chaitanya and Madhva and uh, these really heady kind of technical arguments. Someone could, could that could be their expertise. Someone else could be expert, excuse me, in archon. Hmm? Let's give an example there. Prabhupada, I would consider him to be you know more spiritually elevated at the time than the Goswami. Uh, 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 charges for the Radharaman temple hmm, in Vrindavan. I think that was um, the leader of, the, that, of that group at that time was um, he came to America once at Prabhupada's request. Was it, was it Vishwambar Goswami? I think it might have been Vishwambar Goswami. Um, at any rate, they were cordial. They were respectful to Prabhupada. They also Showed some respect to Bhakti Siddhanta when he came to uh, to Braj with his group, that while well, other others did not. But at any rate, Prabhupada, on more than one occasion, when we asked him about deity worship, he said you can learn that from the Radharamana Goswamis. I mean, Prabhupada loves Krishna. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, why can't we learn from him? Well, they're the expert. They know the details about this. And I'm going all over the world right now, <laughs> preaching, and I'm writing the Bhagavatam and so forth. And uh, and. Said you could learn something at Tirupati. Yeah. 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 I can't remember the word he used, but it was like he was saying there's the most taka. Deity worship. Perfect deity worship in the world. Yeah. You know, was at the Balaji Temple in Tirupati. Wealthy guy, that Balaji, yeah. <laughs> so, there, you know, within that, there may be persons who are specialized in certain things. Uh, what did Maitreya specialize in teaching Madura? I'd have to go back and look at that. It might not have been something that Uddhava was that interested in. Mathmami about creation, you're in a third canto there, and so forth, and it's Aishvarya. Hmm? So all the teachings in the Bhagavad about the universe and this and that, it's all Aishvarya Bhagavad. That's another thing with Raganuga Bhakti. I mean, the Bhagavatam is, is a diverse text and it lends itself, as we were saying the other night, to different interpretations to some extent. And um, and it, it showcases Aishvarya Bhava and Madhuri Bhava. Of course, Understood properly, fully, it's emphasizing the Madhurya Bhava and showcasing it. But um, so, Uddhava, of course, Uddhava has some Aishwarya. He's a Dasya Bhakta mixed with Sakya, but um, he's close with Krishna, Krishna and Mathura, so that's right right across the river there. And he did go to Braj, that's the specialty of, of Uddhava. He went to Braj, he had the Braj experience. Um, so, his mind was. was that was it. He was done after that. After he went there, he just kind of wandered around in Vrindavan for a couple of months, singing poem, a couple of poems, glorifying the gopis. And this is kind of unbecoming the scholar, Vedanta Vid Uddhava, counselor of Krishna and so forth, who thought he was sent to deliver a message to the gopis, only to find out that he was sent to get a message from the gopis about the nature of the Braj Lila. So he, he's kind of a... That's why in Brave Bhagavatam, of course, Gopal Kumar, Nard said, you know, hey, look, you, you talk to Uddhava, he's been there. He, he, he's, got, he's, he's been forever affected by that. So anyway, um, what Maitreya was going to teach Madhura at the time may not have been of interest even to Uddhava, it's possible, even though it's, it's spiritual. May not have been his expertise either. Yes. Something to do with Maitreya. 
having heard, being present. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not remembering it exactly, but the Uddhava picked my tray up because he had been present during some. Well, it gave some reasoning. Yes, some, in it, some in the conversation. Of, of that chapter, I remember giving some reasoning. We were reading it not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. It wasn't that reason, though. Because no. they were both present. Both Maitreya and, and Uddhava. So it would have deferred. But Krishna was speaking. Right, and that's why. But they were both present. You were. Uddhava was also present when Krishna was speaking. He was speaking to Krishna. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. So he deferred to him because of his seniority, but also underneath that, because because he was being sent somewhere because he has different interests because Madura specializes in something like such. It could be such such reasons. If I remember yeah. properly, the conversation was with was with Maitreya, it, but Krishna was speaking to Maitreya with a message he was conveying to Uddhava. Hmm. I guess the way the Bhagavatam speaks of a deeper message. Hmm. Yes. When the Shringadev tore apart her and Kashiku, and all the demigods were like, whoa, mm-hmm. awesome, the Shringadev, you're great, thank you, thank you, thank you. Why was the Shringadev more satisfied when Prahlad went up and said thank you? Because the teaching there is this. That the reason that the demigods were afraid of Nishringa, even as he saved them from Hiranyakasipu, is because Nishringa is, is this personified form that uh, is the like avowed enemy of Anarthas and and the materialism, if you will, that that Hiranyakasipu personified. I mean, his name means what soft bed and, and gold, something like so money and sex, you know, something like it was, it's kind of like before there were video games, what life was all about. Um, and then I don't know what's in maybe those games, maybe that too, but <laughs> but uh, uh, he was the personification of materialism, hmm? and so the demigods were glad to be freed from this. Personification of materialism, if you will, and but they themselves had some materialism in them because they're not pure. Hmm? They have some material desire, so they're afraid of virtue. <laughs> He's not like he doesn't like. This is like if you're not pure, it's hard to look in your guru in the eye if you don't have it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's difficult then. Yeah? If you're holding or hiding something, you know. Right. So, so something like that, and then of course, Prahlad, he had no material desire whatsoever, mm-hmm. so he could come forward and and the wild lion, the shringa became like a purring, you know, kitten. Mm-hmm. This is the the, the teaching there. Mm-hmm. Does that help? Shringa Bhagwan Kijai. Shishi Gaurana Madhava ki jai, Guri Vaishnava Guru Parampara ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai, Gaur Premananda.